Happy 420 everyone and welcome back to Stoner Drive. I am your host Shagwell and Bullock or you can call me Shaggy and today we have a great show planned for you. Uh, just to give a quick shout out to Therapy Tonics where they make canvas infused coffees, teas, tinctures and we just launched a blackberry lemonade. Our coffees and teas and tinctures are full plant infusion where the lemonade's a water soluble. This is meaning on the coffee is tea side, you are getting a more like a smoking high. You're getting the terpenes, the THC, the CBD, and all those components that we're not quite sure or have researched yet. And then on this, uh, with the water soluble or the lemonade, that's going to be focused more on the THC, but it's the first shareable edible. So when you go to pool parties, barbecues, events, anytime you're hanging out with friends, ditch the bottle of vodka or tequila and grab a bottle of Therapies Blackberry Anytime Lemonade. Also, we have Therapy Pure Essentials that's online, that is legal in all 50 states. TherapyPureEssentials.com will ship directly to you. We have massage oils, tinctures, chocolates, that will blackberry lemonade as well, along with dog treats, tinctures, and cat tinctures. So again, that's TherapyPureEssentials.com and they'll ship directly to you. Uh, those are not sponsors of the show, but they've given me my experience and knowledge in cannabis, so I always make sure to give them a shout out. Also, shout out to Cannabis Synergy. Uh, that's cannabis.synergy on Instagram or cannabissynergy.tv, where we have a show the last Friday of every month with a live audience. The show focuses around culture, lifestyle, and wellness, and it is the thing to do in San Diego. So if you're off on the last Friday of every month, make sure to check out Cannabis Synergy. Also support uh, Boycott Shitty Weed. That's at Boycott Shitty Weed. I'm rocking their gear right now. That is the Apparel Canvas Synergy. And I mean, if you support good weed, then you gotta support the Boycott Shitty Weed Apparel. So that's just a quick shout out to our, or the people that have supported me um, and have given me my experience. Um, I also do have one more shout out for an event. This is the Pause for the Cause. Uh, cannabis adoption, or sorry, cannabis education and dog adoption. Uh, this is an event that actually me and my friend Shane uh, were putting together. Uh, we brought together a lot of different cannabis companies, um, including Infinite Labs, Weed In, uh, Mankind, and a few more. Uh, we really want to educate the community on cannabis, and so this is a great event to come out ask the questions you've been wanting to know. It is free to the public. Um, also, we are working with Tragic to Magic with this event, so you will actually be able to take home a furry friend that day. No need to wait. Once you adopt, you can bring them home. Also, we will be talking about how cannabis works with pets. So the THC and CBD and how the animals have the exact same endocannabinoid system that people do. So it works the same, and we will break that down for you. So make sure March 7th from 3 to 6 at Courtyard Downtown, that's 1301 Market Street. Be there and please support me. This is my first event I've ever put on and I'm so excited for it. So let's raise some money for the Tragic to Magic and let's get these dogs adopted. All right. So for you guys today, I have my guest, Alex Moreno. Uh, I've known her for about six months, almost a year. She was a bud tender manager at Medman. She's been in the canvas industry for a while. She's gone, I've seen her at almost every event I'm at. And so I'd just like to thank her onto my show. So 
Thanks, Thanks Shaggy. Yeah, so uh, let's just get it, let the guests know a little bit about yourself. So if you want to just tell us your personal and work experience in the cannabis industry. For sure. So I started on a farm in Medford, Oregon, growing and managing trimmers. So I would work on the plants. We had 140 acres and also managed the amount of cannabis that was being trimmed up in Oregon. I moved back down to California and started working with a concentrate company, helping them become legal. And that's how I got a job with Mad Men. Working with Mad Men was extremely amazing in the sense that I got to learn a lot about new brands on the product side and then the demands from the consumer side in which I was even able to help open up the new store in Torrey Pines. So how was that opening a new store? Like how much work or what it, were you in charge of for opening up the new store? So I was in charge of product placement and product knowledge, making sure that every single task, every single shelf was put up. The office was clean, tidiness. We had to do building inspections. So initially we had to take into our own hands the architect plan. And then after that it was setting up the shop as we would want the consumers in our area to be aesthetically pleasing to their eye. It was our first new shop, so it wasn't a takeover, it wasn't a prior dispensary, it was something before that. So it was really new in the sense that we got to have our own creativity in designing the shop. I think that's actually a great uh, point to put in. A lot of sh people don't know that a lot of shops like Medmen or bigger ones will actually just buy other dispensaries that are sort of not doing as well and take over. So um, that's really cool that you got to open your own shop and not have that restrictions of the old one. Um, so you're also talking about like product knowledge and everything and that's one thing I really love to stress on and make sure with my guests is education. Um, one thing I noticed you were at the Hemp Expo this weekend and uh, with all the guests that we were talking to I really realized the main uh, point that all of them make is education. And I think with cannabis, um, what you don't see in a lot of other industries is that we demand the education. We want you to know what's in our products. Um, unlike some pharmaceuticals or so, I feel like they don't quite put an emphasis on that. So what is your thought on how you see the education going with cannabis? I completely agree with you about the education going in the right direction in terms of cannabis. In terms of CBD and hemp, I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on the differentiation between CBD, that's cannabis derived, and then hemp. It's and their benefits and also what can be better according to your body. So like you said, I do, do not believe that there is enough education about hemp currently, which I know is going to be studied, but I think it can be helpful for people that are not privy to using cannabis all the time. Oh, absolutely. I also think that with the new regulations coming out and whatnot, it will provide us a better direction as to where to go. But definitely, I believe there needs to be more education on the hemp side and also differ differentiating it between cannabis-derived CBD because they're both 
helpful in their mm -hmm. own ways. Um, one question I actually have had for you for a while, and I don't know why I haven't asked it, but um, I do remember when therapy first got into MedMen is that they didn't allow PADs or patient appreciation days and the, or the bud tender trainings. Um, and then I do remember you hitting me up and they were allowing it. Did you have any effect on that by chance or was that just more from the top down? But I know you always tried to push to help us educate uh, the bud tenders. So. so that was something that I had addressed to the general manager and she had brought it up to corporate. However, at places such as Columbia Care and March and Ash, I've noticed having brand ambassadors and PADs have been really helpful for experiencing the taste and education. You may like something, but you may not like the way it makes you feel. You may like something that has a lot, that's very citrusy, mm -hmm. but that make, might make you feel uplifted and that's not the way you want to feel. So the importance of having a physical presence in a dispensary where people can ask questions and spend as much time as they need to with someone such as yourself who has knowledge to their product or with our other with other brands in the industry it's important to have someone there to answer questions about products awesome yeah uh, yeah especially being a bud tender my past experience and yours um, I've realized that these bud tender or the bud tender trainings especially are important because I know you realize that the managers aren't really the ones that are teaching you about the products it's the sales routes that come in and the uh, brand ambassadors and it's really the they're the ones that teach you so I'm, I'm glad that you guys opened that up uh, well sorry you're not part of them anymore but uh, yeah I'm glad that's opened up um, so we were talking a little about brand ambassadors and you were talking about trying to move into the sales side and distribution do you want to tell us sort of the difference between what a sales rep would do and a brand ambassador yeah so a sales rep would stop in my experience shop by shop and talk to the owners or the buyers at the dispensary and pitch whatever products they had, negotiate prices and set up delivery. There's a lot of processes behind the legalization of cannabis, so that was very interesting to learn all about. That was very interactive and you got to meet a lot of people that owned a variety of services such as dispensaries, delivery services, so on and so forth. Now, a brand ambassador is important because they're the first person you see when you walk in the store with a product. So immediately when I walk into a dispensary and I see that there's a deal on a brand that I love, I want to talk to them more about the brand, I want to know more about it, and I want to know more about the deal. So I think that being said, I get really excited when I see people in the shop, and especially now. For example, when I go into Columbia Care, I saw Candescent, Can, I saw a bunch of different brands and they were all talking, collaborating. So I feel like also having brand ambassadors together is creating another sense of community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been a brand ambassador before and or still somewhat do that as well. Um, in fact, I have a PAD today, but I've actually noticed the difference when I had to work a PAD by myself and they only schedule like one brand compared to when we had multiple brands. In fact, um, Herbal Remedies up in LA, if you ever get the chance to go, I think it's like 
the first Tuesday of every month, they actually have like a vendors like farmers market almost, and so we'll have like eight to twelve different vendors in there, and it's really cool because you actually can meet and talk and discover the other brands and get to know each other and see what works. Um, we're Therapies even had some collaborations or talks or collaborations with other brand ambassadors, and so we can get our products together like cookies and coffee, stuff like that. Um, and so I do think it's a really good experience to create that canvas culture. Um, now that you went a little more into the brand ambassador, so what's what would you say the biggest difference is between a brand ambassador and a sales rep? The brand ambassador, I would say, is going to be the face of the company. It's going to be the person that you get your that the consumer gets their education from, whether and then their unmedicated samples. Now the sales representative is going to be speaking with the buyer or the owner of the store, pitching to them their product and what differentiates it from every other product on the shelf. Whether that means it was processed differently, if it was a concentrate, if it was rosin versus live resin, outdoor flower versus indoor flower so on and so forth yeah and that's one thing uh in my experience i would like to talk is like brand ambassador is pretty much the support of the sales rep um especially we were talking beforehand but you wanted to get distribution so we'll go a little more in detail of how many brands you really have to cover with some distribution companies um and so the brand brand ambassador is just mostly there to be like the support and the education and support the shop once the sales rep already gets you in um but how how many companies have you seen some sales reps have to do with distributions or up to in your experience well i've seen now a majority of cannabis companies working with distribution companies so in my experience, they still are, this account managers for the distribution companies are working with the sales reps that they still do have to tackle the accounts together. Okay, nice. Um, sorry, had a little stoner moment right there. So is there any, you say you go to a, like a lot of events or so, is there any events you've worked recently or any ones coming up that you would really like to talk about or hype up or... I am going to the Earth Fair on April 19th, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Earth Fair. Um, it's, uh, if anybody hasn't been, it's just a bunch of companies, but there is Cannabis Row. They started, I think, either last year or the following. And if you guys want education on cannabis, on hemp, this is definitely the spot to go to, besides the pause for the cause event, which is March 7th again. Uh, but Earth Day last year, you got to walk around and talk to different dispensaries, um, uh, labs, um, brands, things like that. In fact, this year, I'll give you guys a little hint. I can't give too much away, but there will be a cooking competition at one of the booths. So there will be multiple chefs competing with a secret ingredient. And so make sure to just stop by there. Also, uh, Campus Energy is going to be walking around. We might have a booth. We're still deciding. But uh, so, yeah, just make sure to check out Earth Fair. And are you representing anything at Earth Fair or just going around spreading knowledge? 
Yeah, I'm just going to be going around spreading knowledge, meeting people. And uh, one other event I wanted to talk to you guys about that wanted to more information on regulations, new regulations on the 27th of February in Newport Beach. There's going the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce is going to be speaking and answering questions for you guys. So that would be a great event to attend if you're a new company and have any questions. Awesome. Now, I do like to give people a little background. I think everybody's reason to get in the cannabis industry is always different uh, from almost everybody I've talked to. And so what is your story of why did you decide to try cannabis? And then what got you to officially go into the industry? When I was in high school, a lot of my friends were into cannabis and I was an athlete. So I was really afraid that it would affect my performance. My sophomore year of high school was the first time I had ever tried cannabis. And after that, I hadn't tried it. Then I went to University of Oregon, where that is the culture there. Now, I've always loved smoking cannabis recreationally. It's helped with my anxiety, any pain. But it wasn't until last year when I got into a car accident and I slammed my head into the windshield. Yes, I was wearing my seatbelt. I was given the option to be prescribed pain medication. However, I opted out of this because cannabis and CBD proved to be helpful in my recovery and there were no consequences. So that really made me want to portray that message to everybody else that there are other alternatives that can help, whether it's anxiety. I take I also take CBD for anxiety as well. So there are other ailments that CBD and THC can be very helpful for. So that's why I continue to use it, not just because of my car crash, but after that, it was I'm a firm believer in consistency in cannabis and CBD. Awesome. And did you have like a, a moment that got you like, you know what, I have to be in the in the industry. I have to push this like a was there like something that happened or so, or was it just sort of building over time? It happened actually at my career, at my last dispensary job. I had a gentleman who had a brain injury and I gave him Blue Dream, believe it or not, which is a great strain. And he told me he had not had any ability to remember for the la- anything for the last three years or feel any type of emotion. About two weeks later, he came back to me and he said, Alex, I think you changed my life. I'm feeling emotions towards my wife I've never felt before. I'm able to do things I haven't been able to do in three years. He has to take a picture with me. And that was a moment where I decided I would not make the career change and I want to help people no matter how long it takes and I want to be there to provide the support and education. No, I absolutely love that. and. throughout my time in the past three years in the legal industry. Uh, Before, some of you guys know, I used to sell back in Virginia a little bit, but that connection with people and having somebody break down and be vulnerable almost to a stranger is moving. I mean, it's like I get chills just you talking about it. And so the fact that you have somebody and it's like they've tried all this mess and they tried everything and yet somehow you gave them a plant that was always there and it's changed their lives and so um, the fact that you I mean that that's the moment that you chose I love it huh 
So, um, a few, I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcasts, but I've gone over, um, or sort of, it's not a Bible, I don't really, I'm not a very religious person, but a code I follow is a 420 code. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. So it's actually a very short film, uh, story, sorry, um, that just shows ways that stoners to be a better person. Um, and so it's the four rules of thumb and, or sorry. I think it's the four virtues and the 20 rules of thumb. So it just tells you different stories of um, ways that you can be a better person through ways that stunners know. So um, the past two episodes, we've talked about openness. Openness is just, I mean, when you try cannabis, you're open to new ideas. You're open to new things. Um, And that's why I sort of think cannabis helps open you up to more. Uh, Then we talked about honesty. That's not confessing to cops. It's not confessing that you sell cannabis. It's not that, but it's more being honest to yourself. And you're not trying to be somebody different. That you're honest of who you are, what you do, and who you'll become. Um, And so today, I would actually really like to talk about... So, from openness flows honesty. From honesty flows freedom. Freedom is not freedom from responsibility or or consequence. Wow, sorry. I apologize. Misread. Freedom is not freedom from responsibility or consequence. Uh, Freedom is the ability to do as you please. If you are open and willing to change your mind, if you're honest with yourself and you live as you should, then you're free. Even if you're locked behind bars and you're still yourself, you can only you can take away your freedom. So I think this really flows from that honesty and just being able to accept yourself for you. Um, if you're open to who you are and accept it, uh, then nobody can really take that away. Um, I think a great one, there's a few stories. Uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but there was somebody who was arrested for selling weed and they could have gotten almost all their time. There, there's like 12 to 15 years head over or hanging over their head. I apologize for my misspeaks, mistalks, whatever. Uh, but there was 15 years hanging over this guy's head and he could have had it reduced down to about three years. And he said, no, I refuse that. I'm not going to plead guilty to cannabis when I think your laws are wrong. Um, and so I think that's just, it's sort of inspirational. <laughs> kind of have the chills here, God. I got the chills just, going on. And that's one thing I've, I told my dad uh, when I was dealing um, that if I ever did get arrested, because he, I mean, being a parent, being protective, uh, he was always scared for me. Um, but if I ever did get arrested, I would use my breast to defend cannabis. Um, and I mean, I could be one of few, but I know what I do. I know what I love. And so I love that I can say I'm free. But what is your thoughts on freedom or what in this definition? I think... When I think of freedom, I think it's the freedom to be who you are. I think it's the freedom to not be afraid to share with other people that you consume cannabis. I Freedom to me is to be able to share your experiences, whether they're good or bad. To be yourself, however, know your boundaries. So be yourself out on the town. I like to dress in pajamas if you haven't seen me in my plush pajamas. But then I also like to dress up and be a professional when the time allows it. So that being said, freedom to me is to be who you are, embrace it, 
and also show love because if you spread freedom and love, it's contagious. Awesome. Now a few of the, we'll go into the rules of thumb. Um, and so a few of the ones that I have talked about in the past were the nature of glasses to break. And so I've had the story I told the last episode is I had a friend just got a brand new bong, beautiful bong, like had it for two weeks, made three weeks. My friend was cleaning it for me, being a really nice guy, cleaning it. And he slips on something in the bathroom, like a jar or so, and it falls and hits the corner and just breaks. And you could just see in his face and he was apologizing, like, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it. And you could just see he was so devastated. But I had to forgive him and I had to let him know that he was okay. And because the purpose of all glass is to break. Even though you can turn it into a window, you can make a beautiful um, art out of it as a bong, the purpose of the glass will eventually break. Just um, And so you can't be mad about that. The other one was share your trees freely. Again, that's just smoking up, not for the expectation of if I smoke you up, you'll smoke me up, but that I'll smoke everybody up because one, I don't want to smoke alone. Well, I won't wait for you guys, but if we're there, we're all smoking. And then uh, also, oh, nice, right? Sorry, yeah, that's that. when you know it's real. I love when people score, <laughs> or like really laugh. That's when you know it's real. Um, but then, yeah, so to share freely and the just that comes back. And uh, in my experience, I found the people that are most willing to smoke people up are the ones that always get smoked up. They're like, come on in. I am the same way. I, it's it's so great to hear that someone else shares that mentality with me because I bust out whatever I have in eighth. Hey, let's all roll a joint. And they're like, you, I can pitch on it. No, it's fine. Yeah, you you know, it, you let's all laugh one. together. You know, that's the point. It's creating that community. So I really, I really love the sharing aspect of that. So. Oh, absolutely. And so. Um, now the one I'd like to do today is this is actually something I've noticed with the cannabis industry. I do love the cannabis in- culture that we have. I, I keep me a change industry to culture. Um, so one thing that this is one I, is really important to me. The story is when he was younger, the stoner had a friend who did not smoke. The stoner wanted her to try trees for he was certain if she tried them, she would love them. So he would tell her, when you smoke your thoughts, wander down a thousand hidden paths in a vibrant green forest, when sunlight streams through the leaves and makes the dust sparkle like stars. But every argument the stoner made pushed her, his friend further away. He never, or she never smoked. The stoner always regretted his failure, and he wondered what he might have been. Years later, the stoner stole his friend at a party. To his surprise, she was smoking a joint that she had rolled herself. So the stoner approached her and said, I thought you would never smoke. She replied, I didn't think I would, but then I met a group of friends who are open, honest, free, and fun. Again, the four vir- uh, the four rules of thumb. Um, or sorry, the four virtues, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, they smoked every night, and though they always offered, they never pressured. One night I was feeling particularly great, and I accepted this offer. I've smoked ever since. It was then that the stoner learned the seventh rule of thumb offer but do not insist when he explained this to others he always said for no arguments makes a better case than being open honest free and fun rather than trying to persuade you you should follow the 420 code and so this is like i said really important in the canvas culture i have seen a lot of people that are like awesome try it you got to try it and i mean i'm the same way but you always 
I've had a lot more friends in my experience who are willing to try it if you just, when you're smoking with friends, you're like, hey, would you like a puff? And then if they say, no, no, thank you, I don't smoke, I'm like, all right, cool, my bad. But I always tend to offer them, even like at the same night, you forget, you're a stoner. But it's never pressuring. And that's one thing I really want to just get in the heads of stoners. Do not pressure your friends. Cannabis is still has a stigma. And even though I think everybody should take CBD, and I do believe in the power of THC, and I use it daily, um, I don't think it's for everybody to be doing THC all day, every day. Uh, people have different tolerances. People have, their bodies are different. It works completely different with everybody. And so I just think you should really be there for when they're ready to try it and have the answers, but never push it on them or force them. Cause then you're almost like that bad, the reefer madness, the drug dealer. Yeah. You're like trying to be the stigma that they're pushing on you. If you're the layback stoner that's always offering, people are way more willing to come to you and ask questions and try it out if they feel comfortable with you. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Another thing I would add is if you're smoking with maybe, I have some friends that don't smoke all the time or when they smoke, they get paranoid. I always keep a little CBD uh, dropper or pen just in case. Now, why is that for the people that don't know? For, so CBD is non-psychoactive, so it will counter the psychoactive effects of THC. Now, I've seen this happen, this process happen sublingually when you administer it under your tongue. Within 15 to 20 minutes, the person was able to maintain homeostasis and not feel out of their minds. Yeah. Um, I also think that when it comes to the environment. So if you're smoking with your friends that you know smoke a lot, you know there's not really going to be a lot of pressure there unless it's a pressure to try a new strain. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree with you in the sense that the environment you're in and where you are and the people you're with that can make you feel comfortable, simply ask them and if they say no, it's more likely than not they're gonna see the reaction that it has on everybody else and also know they have that CBD there just in case mm -hmm. to bring them down. So I totally agree with you. Pressuring can continue the stigma that we want to get away from. Get away from. Yeah, and I love that you talked about a safe space. Um, that's something that's actually really important to me. When I first started smoking when I was about 15, uh, me and my friends would sneak out of, like crash out of his place, sneak out the window, go smoke, sneak back in. but there's always that like felt weird um thing like that paranoia that gets created and then when i was a little bit older i started hanging out with my friend um and he actually had a place way out in lenexa which is like the country of williamsburg or like part of it um from williamsburg and so it was nice because we no matter what we did there we had parties whatever you couldn't get, there's never cops, there's never nothing. So like we could go smoke, have a few drinks, chill at his place, crash and be in a safe space. And that's what really, when I first came out here, I wanted to open a lounge to create that safe space for people in the spot that you feel comfortable. Um, and I think that's with the openness of when you come in, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You can just, if you want to try it, cool. If you want to just hang out and chill and listen to music, that's fine too. Um, and that's what I like about the cannabis crowd is 
you can be sober and still hang out with a bunch of people because it's not necessarily like they're going to be all silent. There are a variety of personalities when it comes to consuming cannabis. Some people get happy. Some people, my roommate gets theatrical and likes to act out movies. So, Some not people ca- get ideology and you're going to talk about space and aliens <laughs> Exactly. And so I would n- never feel bad not consuming cannabis because you'll get a show. Yeah. And it's different than... I've been around people when I couldn't smoke when I was in ROTC and things that wouldn't allow me to smoke. And it's so much better than being around drunks when you can't drink. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, go to a bar at midnight at the busiest bar and be sober compared to go hang out with your friends while they're smoking and you can't smoke. It is the world of difference and the comfortability is insane. I think I walked into a bar sober once and I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and smoke. Yeah. It just feels weird. Everybody is on a different level than you and then you see them back sloppy and it's like somewhat fun to laugh at, but then it's also weird. Um, but yeah, it's also offer the same thing with offer, but do not insist, uh, the tolerance. Most people, if you're offering and they do not smoke, their tolerance is not going to be the level of yours. So start with a bowl or a joint or something very small. Do not give them a bong for their first time smoking. That is like chugging. The dif- the difference between a bowl and a bong is like having a beer for your first time and having like a triple shot of like Jack Daniels or something or a double of Jack Daniels. It's just completely different tolerances and so you got to teach it the same like i tell my friends when they're smoking with me i'm like do not hit it every time i hit it like do not try to keep up with me my tolerance is insane and you will you won't like cannabis if you try to keep up with your friends that smoke and that's the same with edibles i am not a 300 pound girl and i have a lot of people with bigger builds a lot of athletes come up to me and say I can smoke tons of weed all day. What's the highest milligram edible? And I, I, fir- I say, the first thing I say is edibles are a lot different than smoking. So different. You're ingesting them in them. So they come back and they say five milligrams. It got me extremely high. So I always, even in a situation when I'm with my friends, I always like to ask them their experience with cannabis. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the edible thing because that... Your body digests it differently, so it will act different. Um, I've had a lot of friends that could out-dab me. Dabs I can do decently, and I can out-smoke almost anybody. But I have people that will do dabs on dabs like an eighth a day or so. And then they'll go, and five milligrams will fuck them up. And it's just so different. And then I know people that can't smoke at all. Like, we'll do, like, a couple bull hits, and that's good. But then they need, like, 20 milligrams of an edible. So it's insane just how your body's different. Um, so again that's a 420 code a little breakdown that's online you can also order the book it's just a little short story and just how to be a better person I don't like to say religion I like there's different ideologies but just be a better person <laughs> and so those are ways um, I was looking for a few stories uh, in the, this past week and there were two that really caught my eye um, in Colorado there are actually more cannabis businesses that clean up the highways more than any other business. They, uh, between dispensaries, cultivators, um, brands, things like that, they're sponsored 66% of the roads or 198 miles in Colorado. 
which is absolutely insane. I just want to say that's so great. Um, granted, a lot of these companies, and myself included, have used this as a way to advertise. It is free advertisement, but we're also cleaning up two miles of the highway, and we do it once a month. Um, I am excited that Therapeutonics was the first campus company in Southern California to adopt a highway. Um, and I've seen just so many beach cleanups. It's just a great way. We want to show you that we do care about the environment. And so shout out to Colorado and all these dispensaries, uh, cultivators, brands, everybody for cleaning up Colorado, making a beautiful spot or keeping it a beautiful spot. If you haven't been in Colorado, you have to. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so what do you think about that? Like, hey, I know you've seen a few beach cleanups and stuff. I've seen a few beach cleanups. I did hear that Colorado did donate their cannabis taxes to education in the building new roads, which I thought was fantastic. I know a couple of brands that are now petitioning for cancer patients to be given uh, free marijuana for their condition, great. which I think that is a, a huge step for us. But really, sustainability, I think, has become a focus in the cannabis industry with the in incorporation of hemp. Mm -hmm. um, but I think beach cleanups are a great way to start and that's a great way to also collaborate with other brands and see what we can all get together as a community to do. Exactly. And also it's, that's a great way to educate people as well or that we found is when we're doing a beach cleanup, people that aren't even for cannabis will just stop by and be like, oh, what are you guys doing? And we tell them what we do and then also who we are, like that we're cleaning these beaches, that we care about the community we live in and for them supporting us. And then they'll actually sit there with like 30 minutes or an hour, like people that aren't even interested in campus and be like, you know what, I've always had a few questions. And so they want to know, they will like, and so I think it's just a great way to break down that barrier and just to have, okay, you're cleaning up my beaches I go to every day. Let me at least listen to what you have to say. And I definitely think activism, I was volunteering at the Ronald McDonald House and also the Humane Society showing cannabis activism, wearing a therapy shirt or wearing any type of brand shirt is also minimizing the stigma because we're, we're not infusing your food. We're just here to help you. But we want to show our presence in the community. Exactly. I love that. Um, the other story that caught my eye is how marijuana taxes are actually help fighting bullying as well in schools. So um, meanwhile, the tax money that cannabis businesses generate for the state is being put towards other purposes. Um, or sorry, well, they've given six million to seventy-one schools since twenty sixteen for to fund anti-bullying education. Um, they believe that these grants have actually helped teachers and state uh, train staff for more than thirty-four hundred. Sorry, thirty-four thousand students. Um, and so this is just one point that I eventually do want to get into. Um, I love that they are helping bullying, but one bullying fact that I eventually would like to help is the kids that will eventually be using cannabis or allowed cannabis in schools. Um, there are a lot of kids that have epilepsy, Parkinson's, cancer that are using CBD and THC and um, eventually we will have to educate students and kids and I hope I'm a part of this. Uh, to teach them about how CBD is important for everybody and the health benefits, but also that THC is an 
adult reliever uh, for anxiety, for pain, for the stresses that we actually deal with as adults. Um, and I think it's fine for, well, no, it's not fine for kids. I tried it as a kid, but honestly, it should be weighed. Um, but it's for the stresses of an adult that you deal with, with trying to pay your mortgage, with dealing with student loans, with debt, dealing with stuff like that. You need a healthy way to relax and to get away. And that's why I think THC is very important. Um, but it's also a very beneficial medicine with the cancer and like I was saying. Um, and so I do think it will eventually need to be in schools um, or that should be in schools right now. But that kids need to be educated so they're not bullying their fellow students. So they're not saying, oh, you're just trying to get high. You're a stoner. You're a pothead to six-year-old kids. Like, um, So we do need to start, I think, education, being mature and having actual conversations with kids instead of treating them like their kids is a great way to help the bullying as well or stop I mean stop the bullying uh, we had a little bit of a tangent but what are your thoughts on can people or canvas helping stop bullying I I was gonna say it all starts from I think whoever you are raised by I think it's I don't I'm not a pusher. I don't say educate your kids about cannabis, but if you find something in your child, niece, nephew, whoever it may be, their room, find out where it's coming from. And then edu- and then that's when you educate them. I also think that I would compare CBD classes to, to sex education classes. I'd say that it would provide more of a comfortability because it's also less of a touchy subject. And it's a a little bit easier to understand and for faculty at schools to cope with because it's a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, that's the stories I found. Uh, So before we finish up or say goodbye I always like is there anything you would say to either um, people that are looking to consume cannabis or try it out or even people that might be looking since you've helped with businesses um, if there's something that that you'd recommend to them of starting a business just whichever you prefer or both I would recommend Shaggy had previously mentioned this going to every single event you possibly can and introducing yourself to every single person at the event because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know you could have a friend of 10 years. So I, that's my biggest advice is to try to attend every event, not just for business purposes, but to create that culture and community. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, now I just want to give a quick recap of podcast. Also, shout outs to the events. Again, we have a pause for the cause. This is a dog adoption and canvas education event, March 7th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. This is a Saturday. It's at 1301 Market Street in San Diego at Courtyard. We are so thankful for them letting us put this on. Uh, We want to we want first we want you to bring home these dogs um i'm actually looking for my scooby-doo so i'm trying to talk with them and see if they can bring a big goofy brown dog so i can finally get my scooby-doo um 
Also, we will talk about how THC and CBD works with animals and how they use the same, or they have the same endocannabinoid system. And then we'll have a question box, raffles, things like that. But the question box is you can write down and I'll answer your question. If I can't answer it, somebody at the booth will, or one of the vendors will. Um, but that way you don't have to feel the pressure of asking the question yourself. You can just write it down and I'll answer. Do you have a digital copy of this? I do. Want to send it so I can post it on yep. all my pages? I'll send it to you. I'm so excited for this event. This is going to be awesome. I'll be there. And also bring your dogs. This is a dog-friendly venue, so even if you're not going to adopt a dog, bring your dog and get some tea, uh, some CBD for them or so. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a bunch of local companies that are supporting us. We're going to have raffles, t-shirts, doggy bags, so music by a harpist, Michelle Rose Tucker uh, on Instagram. She, I haven't seen a harpist since I was young, if ever. And I was at an open mic, and uh, my roommate performs at open mics, and we were talking, and this girl had got the whole bar to shut up for 20 minutes, which is impossible. You will not get a bar to shut up at all for two minutes, let alone her whole performance. And so come out, listen to her, support this event. I am so excited for my first event, so please support it. I will be there, and I will also be at the I Sign It for the can Cannabis Synergy as well. Uh, there we go. Another shout-out to Cannabis Synergy. Uh, if you guys don't know, Cannabis Synergy is a show about wellness, lifestyle, and culture. We are the first Cannabis show with a live audience. So um, the last Friday of every month, go to uh, on Instagram at Cannabis.Synergy or CannabisSynergy.tv. Um, is our website so you can be a part of the audience uh, also shout out to boycott shitty weed uh, again that's a parable for canvas synergy and I'm rocking this shirt right now it is one of the most softest shirts I've ever worn so again shout out to therapy tonics and therapy pure essentials for giving my education and my experience that I have and then also this has been a special episode um, unfortunately, I couldn't medicate because we are at Shore Club in San Diego, a Pacific Beach in San Diego. We are right on the beach right now. Had a nice sun earlier. It's gone down a little bit, but beautiful waves, great drinks. We got to support the local IPAs. Um, also, you know, I just want to give one quick point that people don't know is hops, which create the bitterness of IPAs. Hops and marijuana are actually one of the closest relatives to plants. And so when you are actually having a beer, especially a hoppy beer, and you say you're using it to relax, you actually are using it to relax. Hops are a natural muscle relaxer, just like cannabis. And so that's probably why a lot of you stoners like IPAs, <laughs> like myself. You love that cannabis relation. It's the closest <laughs> you can get. Eventually, hopefully, I hope I can brew my own uh cannabis ipa we'll wait for the laws to change and all that bs but eventually you'll have shag wellens ipa i'm uh, looking forward to that right <laughs> so yeah that's been a great show and thank you again and i will catch you guys next week on uh, stoner drive <laughs>